Well, do we have to be upbeat or do we have to be sobering? Because I think most people, when they hear this episode, are going to be on their way home from Dreamforce. Probably so. Um, and it's our jobs, at least I, I feel like it's our jobs, to bring everyone down from the hype. You've been soaking <laughs> in all that Kool-Aid and you're really drunk and you're really high. Let us and, be your and, downer. And, and it feels like you could do anything you <laughs> want, us, anything. Let us bring you back to earth. And they've announced so many great things. And you feel like, yes, it's finally getting there. Yeah. You went to Dreamforce, you got all pumped up and excited about some vague promises of new things to come. And we're going to remind you that, uh, well, your job probably sucks, your org probably sucks, uh, your tooling probably sucks, your language probably sucks. Uh, <laughs> no. Nah. Yeah, nah, just uh, kidding. Not well, kind of, kind of not kidding. Actually, I, I really can't speak to any of that because I have been under incognito. What have you been incognito. doing, man? What have you been doing? Uh, working, working for for nothing. Yeah, you said a lot of non-billable stuff. But what? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been doing some non-billable stuff, trying to get something off the ground. Well, speaking of non-billable stuff, I do. I want you to look at this CSS problem I'm having later. <laughs> I'll, hey, I'll buy you a beer. <laughs> you already got me one. I, let's, exactly. Let's, let's talk about this beer. So I'm prepaying. Okay. This is my latest. I, I know I've been just pu- uh, pummeling you with, uh, it's probably a bad word, but pummeling you with my new bre- my new brews. But I've been brewing every two weeks, and I had a couple that became ready, but for whatever reason, I didn't I didn't bring them in. So what, last hmm. week, it was two or three of my new ones. And yeah, then, last week, you had two. And then this one. We only have one today. This is my latest one. This is the newest one. This is a, uh, it's a milk stout. I call it Solo con Leche, which I think is Italian. <laughs> this one doesn't have the surprise chili in it, does it? I don't know. <laughs> well, see, Le is French for milk, right? How do you say? Leche. Yeah, Leche. I don't know. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, the name is kind of a play on a, a single, um, and Italians, you know, almost every almost time you, every time you get espresso, it's a it's a dopey, all right? It's a it's a double shot. It's very odd to get a single, um, but it's possible. Anyway, they call that a solo, like a like an mm-hmm. an individual. Basically, it's kind of I guess the direct translation. So solo con leche. So it's like a single shot with uh, now. There's not actually any coffee in this, but I did use the uh, you know the different types of uh, roasty and kind of uh, chocolatey type of tasting malts. To kind of approximate a kind of a roasty co- coffee-ish kind of beer, and, it, and again, it does have does have milk sugar in it. So hmm. that's where the milk stout part of it comes from. But it's kind of supposed to be like like that morning uh, coffee. It, it's low alcohol. This was actually only five percent. I I think next time I do it, I'm going to bump it up to five point five, maybe six, because I do think it's a little bit thinner than I wanted. But I definitely want it to be a single, you know, drinkable stout that you can you can have at least a pint of. Well, I'm disappointed. I was hoping to get wasted and plastered for this episode. Well, but I do have some whiskey in there. Where? Oh, do you not? No, I'm out of whiskey. Mm. Yeah. I had whiskey in forever. What, what do you think flavor-wise? What kind of flavors do you get on this? you get those that kind of roast? I do, I mean, yeah, I mean, very very reminiscent of my morning coffee, you know, just that kind of— Is it? Oh, good. Yeah. It's hard. It, that's something I've uh, kind of learned by listening to this guy, Augie Carton, who's mm-hmm. a brewer in New Jersey. He's got a podcast. It's called Steal This Beer. It's kind of a play on the— Still this book thing, but I, I, you know, and I didn't know much about him before that podcast. I had had, I had had some of his beers a few times. Um, they don't get shipped down here, but just people bringing them or shipping them or whatever. But he, you know, he's, he's very much like a culinary guy. He's like super into mm-hmm. food. He's a, he's kind of like 
me and that, and that he's more of a wine person or at least got into wine. He got really big into wine before, before beer, but everything's all about food for him. And he likes to do, um, he likes to do this thing where he tries to make a beer taste like a certain kind of food or dessert or something hmm. without, w- with only using the, the four ingredients of beer, malts, hops, yeast, and water. So it's almost like a challenge. Is that that's what's, that's what's fun is the constraints you put on the challenge, right? And the constraint is you can only right. use these four ingredients, but try to make it taste like a chocolate sundae, or a morning cup of coffee, or a loaf of bread. I mean, you, you know, you can. Why not just have a sundae and a loaf of morning loaf? Because of bread? that's too easy. <laughs> that's too easy. And by the way, if you if you know when you do make beers where yes, you're literally putting chocolate and all kinds of stuff, and that's that's a different thing altogether. But so he's not so much pairing these things; he's just no, trying no, no, to create no. that Tr- experience. Exactly. Right. Not trying to pair. He's trying to see how close he can come to these food flavors using only beer ingredients. Yeah, sounds like something that that uh, comes with a challenge. That, that's what makes it fun for him. But anyway, that's kind of what this was. It's good. I like it. I thought it turned out good. Just like I said, a little. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm just gonna give it a little, <clears throat> little bit more oomph next time. Yeah, a little bit more gravity. Anyway, all right, we, we have Dreamforce to talk about, even though, so let's set the context. But it's, it's the middle of the week, right? It is. That's why I wanted to set some context. So it's Wednesday afternoon. The developer, Still going on. The developer keynote that happened yesterday just hit Salesforce's website. So we haven't even watched that. And I really didn't pay attention to much of the news yesterday. I know some people were kind of streaming the news and, and Slack, but I'm just, I'm uh, hopelessly behind. Yeah, I had a hard time keeping up. I, um. Yeah, but we can talk about what we do know. I did watch the Benioff. Well, I what I did was I went to their YouTube channel, downloaded the video, and then I watched it in two X. Which, by the way, um, I suggest. Do you uh, you remember these guys? Hang on. Uh, gosh, I don't even know if I can find this because I don't know what the hell it's called. Uh, oh, do I not have that? Oh no, here. Remember these guys? <laughs> They're just they're in every year Dreamforce thing now, and in fact, this year they brought you know the half naked, you know I don't know what you call them natives or whatever da- dancing crew. Oh, I didn't. Did, I, uh, I, I, yeah, I didn't see any of that. So yeah, if you want to see some half, half naked half naked Hawaiian dudes dancing around, you know, go watch that. But no, I, I all I, dudes. <laughs> no, there were some women, but uh, I'm not gonna say anything. Um, yeah, don't be sexist. No, me. I'm not. You just asked if there were women. There were women. <laughs> I just want to make sure we're equally represented. But I I'm mean, watching, this whole thing's about equality, so right? I, again, I downloaded this the MP4 video. I'm watching it in 2X, but I, I went ahead and watched the whole um, the warm-up that the, that the Hawaiians do and everything. And I've watched that whole thing in 2X. And it's it's interesting to listen to their music and watch their dance in 2X. I'd, oh, I'd really? recommend it. And then the whole pane 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 pakaraputu, that thing, is also interesting in 2X. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that feature of YouTube that you can actually play it at a faster speed. That's true. Although I, I downloaded it and I was doing it locally. I mean, I can I can really, in fact. Yeah, um, it, it is a feature of YouTube, so you can do it. Um, I think it's a hidden feature. I don't think it's really published. I think you have to hold down the uh, the play button or there's some context button that you can push and you can you can change the, uh, the playback speed. Yeah, I don't want to try to screw with it right now, but anyway. Uh, man, I, I tell you one thing I noticed, and again, you haven't seen this because you didn't watch any of this stuff, but I was watching some of the live stream and... What you're going to notice in all this, all the AV stuff, is that boy, Salesforce really has its pet trailblazers. I mean, it's the same. Oh, the same people. Oh, yeah. I mean, if, if you really, yeah. you know, if you serve Salesforce well and and you know, speak no evil, everything's you know, super awesome. Speak no fantastic. evil. Fantastic. You sound a bit uh, kind of jaded there. Uh, uh, no, I'm just saying, if you, you know, if you, if you 
<laughs> if you serve the master well, you shall be rewarded. <laughs> but no, we had, you know, when we have some, um, I, I saw, uh, gosh, there's at least a couple of um, Gadeser member, arm, you know, group. What do we call them? The army? The, the, the army, army men. That's, how, that's kind of a, oh, we kind seen of a pictures violent of, thing. Uh, people wearing shirts. Well, We've so, seen, uh, yeah, uh, somehow and, our faces were on a presentation. Well, no, I'll tell you some. There's there are a couple of people who make it in all the, uh, a lot of these things. Um, it's Adam. Um, what's Adam's last name? Olshanky. Yes, Olshansky. Olshansky. Yeah. Um, and then um, who else uh, did I see? Stephen. No. No e. Oh, no really? E. No e. Yeah. No. Yes. Really? I think so. No. It, his yes, he was no the one e. that put he he put our faces up on the thing. I think. Anyway. Um, oh no, that was um. That was, uh, that was not, that was, um, uh, you don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, I'm, I'm ignoring you. Uh, Daniel Peters is in a lot of these. At least it's either him or someone who's, I think, uh, it's his doppelganger, one of the two. Oh, it's Chuck Liddell. What about him? He's the one that did a, pre- he's done a couple yeah, yeah. presentations up there, but he had her face on a presentation. And he, he refers to me as a hipster. I'm like, I don't, what do people not understand? But I'm not a hipster. I like that I'm the hustler. I'm not, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I don't, um, I don't, not everything has to be, you know, handcrafted, s- small batch artisanal for me. You know what? You know what? what? You are such a hipster. No, I don't, I, whether you want to whatever. or not, you're a hipster. You wear the hipster glasses. That doesn't, that does not make you a hipster. You, you wear crazy socks every day. That does not also not, does not make you a <laughs> you hipster. You have some kind of trendy, like, like scruffy beard thing. I don't have a beard anymore. I just don't shave very often. That's the look now. Yeah. Anyway, and when your hair is cut, you have that kind of wave. I even thing took going. a I even took a hipster test, and I I got scored as a normal person. It's like, sorry, you're just normal. <laughs> you're not hipster enough to be hipster because no, it, it constantly changes. So you have to change with it. Yeah, I did get nervous though because it said something about, do you have any podcast equipment? If so, that would you know you were more likely to be hipster. And then another question was something about beer, and I was like, oh crap. I'm a hipster, but then I like all the rest of the questions I was negative on. So, <laughs> um, there were some themes I've noticed just by watching the uh, the what's come over across the the twitters and and uh, this the stream I watched. Of course, trailblazer, right? Everything's a trailblazer. Um, yeah, it's funny they you know, and of course you know one thing you always get to reinforce is these stories. Um, they have uh, of course the reason Marx weren't Adidas shoes is because. He is like the supreme capitalist, and it's because Adidas is paying them a bunch of money and letting them do these big <laughs> stories on them and everything. Uh, and so you know, they've got one of these like really amazing packages put together. It's like a, a two or three minute package mm. of a, and they were, and it marks uh, keynote. There were three. It was uh, Adidas and the other two. I escape my mind right now. But anyway, so, they're, they're, so they they've got this package running, and they. You know they, they're interviewing these. Are there? It's like these shots of different people at Adidas talking about how amazing Salesforce is, and it's fantastic, and it's changed our business. And mm-hmm. how are we ever gonna? How are we ever? You know, work without this? And um, it's got their names and their and their title, but they're all their titles. And these are people who work for Adidas. It's like they, you know their their VP of marketing, and their whatever. But it's got their titles Trailblazer. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> God. why not? Uh, why not? Yeah. Uh, they went full force from what I can see on this whole trailblazer The thing is, thing. when everyone's a trailblazer, then no one's a trailblazer. I mean, we've got— Right? We, I mean, again, every, it, everything's, like, <laughs> everything's a trailblazer. Can we, can we reserve the word trailblazer for people who are actually—not not literally, because I do know the—I <laughs> mean, literally, but actually metaphorically blazing trails. I, I, I Honestly, I think marketing is, is, is gone off the deep end with this stuff, yeah. to be honest. I think it works, though, John. Does it? I, I mean, think we, so. I, I t- we talked about this before. I mean, who is this targeted for? Who are the characters and the mascots 
for? Is there some C- CEO somewhere or some some CFO or CIO somewhere sitting going, you know what? I have a choice between Oracle or Microsoft Dynamics and Salesforce. And Salesforce, I mean, Microsoft, they're kind of boring. They don't have like a cool mascot with a bear that I can go hug. I'm going to go with these guys. They're more fun. Yeah. Is, that, is that how people make software decisions? I, I, well, I just think... It- I think it's brand. I think it's branding that works pretty well, and it, you know, it, it's unmistakably for Salesforce for Salesforce. I, I think I think Salesforce markets. It's, I think it's here's, very here's what I think. Here's what I, no, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's recognition or anything at all. What I think it is, it's stickiness. I think what they're doing is they're catering to to the people that they have in this ecosystem, and they're trying to make this seem fun. Well, not, not seem. I'm not trying to. I'm trying to speak badly about Trailblazer or the community or anything like that. I'm saying what they're doing is they're they're targeting this audience to say, this is yours, this is you, this is this is how we empower you. You have this great job because of us and all this kind of stuff. And it, it, it adds to the stickiness of the platform because now you have someone who's an advocate within the company for Salesforce who says, No, we're not, we're not switching off this. It does that. Yeah, it's 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 perfect for us. It does everything. I know exactly what to do with this. Um have a bad software system that someone's having to administer, and the, the whole time they're like, uh, when can we get off this thing? It sucks. When can we get off this thing? It sucks. When can we get off this thing? It sucks. I, I think it's really everything they're doing now marketing-wise is stickiness, is keeping the customers that they have. I don't see this stuff bringing in new customers. I don't see the mascots bringing in new customers. I don't see the Einstein mascot bringing in new customers. I think it's all about stickiness, to be honest. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm, I don't think it brings in new customers. I just think it's it's solid branding that's recognizable and it's that would be true if it was one or two things but they've gone overboard they have a bear they have a tiger looking thing they have a they still have the sassy sassy thing i think still um they have the bear um there's a couple others i think out there yeah uh einstein of course which still pisses me off but (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i think it works for them i think that i think the trailhead is actually a good um theme it's a good it's a good metaphor i i even think the trail you know the trailblazer it just i don't know well i mean Micro- That's all microsoft managed to kind of do this same thing without that much what? branding i mean they but they, they basically but, yeah, they yeah. they basically created an ecosystem is doing a better job here than microsoft is well microsoft at one point in time built this entire certification thing and everyone had to have some kind of microsoft certification well, I think it's still the same way isn't it Right. Microsoft's yeah. always had a strong certification culture. Nothing yeah. like Salesforce. But I mean, Salesforce there, there, there wasn't the like this trailhead thing. You'd go to some some crappy room somewhere. Well, you probably still do for your certifications <laughs> if you go on site. You, you go to some crappy room somewhere, take a test, and then you get a pa- piece of paper. One of, those, one of those rooms always smell like urine. I don't. Those, yeah. And stale farts. Crappy computers. Uh, gross computers. <laughs> oh, oh, they're like stained yeah. and stuff. Oh. I'd walk in there with a jug of sanitizer to start squeegeeing down the whole workstation. <laughs> I don't think they let you do that. Anyway, be- uh, so, okay. Trail themes. Trail badges is one. The other one is this uh, fourth industrial revolution. Benioff mm-hmm. has really jumped all over this. And this is his, that's because his buddy Klaus Schwab from the, um, what's the big elite confab where they're going to, you know, new world order stuff and they're going to figure out, I don't know, the, the, the globalists. Oh, yeah. Um, what is the thing uh, in Davos? Oh gosh, the economic the economic yeah. forum, yeah. world world economic forum, the WEF, WEF. Um, yeah. So anyway, apparently Klaus Schwab wrote a book, I guess, and or some big essay that kicked it off. Um, I was actually I was doing some reading on that, trying to figure. I, I got to figure this out. Like, what is Benny? <laughs> I mean, he's talking about it. Not I could have I could have made one of those montages of him, and it would have gone on for three minutes, just saying nothing but the fourth industrial revolution. He said it a million times yesterday. 
And I'm like, I got to figure out what this, what, why is he jumping all over? He this? likes his buzzwords. I hate this. I, I can't figure out anything substantial why he'd be saying this. In fact, a lot of what I found is basically just saying that, yeah, this, this Klaus Schwab guy is kind of just, it's kind of BS here. He actually kind of, the Germans are like, yeah, he took over the, are they, I think it was some German guy saying, yeah, he, he kind of co opted the, um, there's a German, or I think maybe just European, the industry 4.0, kind yeah. of co-opted that in its definition and just expanded it a little bit. And so he's actually just blurred the lines and confused the terminology, and it's not really even a thing, and the guy thinks he's smarter than what he is or something. So, Well, I, I always thought it was because they, they're kind of re-kicking off their IoT stuff, and I always thought it was that he's he's on that bandwagon because I think IoT is kind of considered part of like the fourth generation of, you know, because you got IoT and AI and all that kind of stuff lumped in, I think. I don't really understand it. It seems I, to be, so what, from what I read on fourth industrial revolution, it's more about AI and even quantum computing. And, and Benioff was talking about quantum computing. I don't even... Well, but IoT I, feeds into AI because IoT is supposed to well, provide the data that yeah, sure. AI needs to be able to right. do what it does. Yep. Because I think IoT implies implies lots of data, which then makes you well, know access machine to a learning. lot of data. Uh, yeah, which right. which which gives you something for your machine learning to operate right. on, I guess. Anyway, and then the, the final uh, theme that I'm, of course, this is predictable, but the clicks not code. I mean, just everything is like, uh, yeah, screw you, developers. Everyone, screw you, four point five million developers. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> they've they've got to stop embarrassing themselves. I'm like. At some point, I just I'm gonna have to start calling people outright liars. You quit just you're, you're when when you're off by more than an order of magnitude. Just stop lying. Stop lying. You know you're lying. Stop lying. It's embarrassing. Everyone knows it. Everyone's you know is either whispering to themselves or other people are like, oh, this is embarrassing. Why do they keep, why do they keep saying this? It's not even you know it's not it's, it's a joke. It's a total joke. Some people are all about it. Some people some people are like um. Uh, well, I, I don't know. I mean, the definitions are changing. That we're, citizen developer is a thing. Um, in schools, it, so here, okay, in so, schools. I mean, kids are getting these things like the 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 little things that you plug and play for hardware, or you have these computer programming systems where you're dragging and dropping blocks of you know like a like a loop block yeah. or an action block, and they're saying you're a developer now, you're a coder now. Right. But all they've done is kind of toss a bunch of bit, bit. and they've they've uh, kind of trial and errored it their way through it. it there, there's no understanding of the logic of the complexity of the interaction of the input output. Um, it's all very kind of high level cursory and they, and then they, they complete their tasks and go, there you go. You got your, your badge and you're yeah. a developer now. I mean, I, I can, I'm pretty, pretty good at a game of operation. Does that make me a surgeon? Pretty exactly. Much, right? Exactly. <laughs> Citizen surgeon. That sounds very dangerous. Or uh, what, what is it? A cartoon network has a game, like some surgeon game. It's kind of like that, but. Anyway, um, the other thing that you'll discover, John, is that they've now, I don't, I'm not sure if this is a re, I honestly, I mean, it, it's like, it, who knows what this is? I don't know if it's a rebranding or what, but there's this new my edition of everything. Yeah. I, I so we have, was wondering about it started that. with my trail, trailhead. Yeah. My trailhead. So this is, it's almost like, you know what? what? I'm allowed to say my code now. Salesforce said I could. Oh, yeah, my it's code. mine. My code. <laughs> mine. Don't touch it. <laughs> uh, has that already been a title? I think it has. <laughs> my it. code. Anyway, um, no, my Trailhead. So that's basically they're opening up the the, the LMS platform that Trailhead is, I guess, even though it's buggy and crashes all the time. <laughs> Every time I try to use it, it seems like it's like something's not working on it. Um, yeah, and and the whisper number, I guess, or maybe this is published, was uh, twenty five dollars per user per month. For yeah. <laughs> ouch. It's funny because I hear people talking about. 
I listen to some of these podcasts and uh, and like the, what's the the startup um, uh, what uh, like the microconf type of things where like you have this you know small SaaS solutions mm-hmm. and you know I hear people talking about and these people are with employees and they're talking about the the software they're having their employees use and they're like yeah that you know that one was uh, seven dollars a user a month so we we got rid of that application and replaced it with one that's three fifty a month three dollars and fifty cents a month I'm just like. Yeah. Oh my God, you are in such a different world than I am. <laughs> Here, if you want to, if you want to, if you want them to supply toilet paper in the bathroom, it's an extra, you know, ten dollars per user per month. <laughs> Could you imagine if that's how things are priced? It kind of is. You have to kind of rebuy your toilet paper every month, don't you? I don't know. Some users use more <laughs> than true. others. It's not exactly no, it's a shared pot. It's the it's the cable modem model of uh, it's it's not exactly paper. fair. Some people use a whole roll in one sitting, and, yeah. and that's not fair to those of us who use like one or two squares. Yeah, we all have we all have those days where <laughs> we shouldn't have ate eaten that extra serving the night before. <laughs> um, so there's also my Einstein, and I really again I'm just trying to understand what these things were. All I can give you is a couple of quotes here from Benioff: smarter capabilities, uh, and including bots. Woo. So it, it's now my Einstein. Um, see, here's the deal. I think my trailhead is an actual thing. Some of these other my things I don't think are actual things. It's they just, do this all the time. I know. First it was a cloud, and then it now it's now it's going to be Einstein everything, and now it's going to be my everything? It's the Again, that comes to the stickiness part of it. They're really trying to get the stickiness. I think they're having a an issue with re- with with customer they're retention. Not. No, their t- retention numbers are pretty good. I don't know. I think I think these other players are starting to compete hard, and Salesforce is worried, and they need to make this sticky. And how do they make it sticky? They make you feel like you own that. And what are you going to do when you own something? You're going to put your arms around it and give it a big bear hug. And if anyone comes near it, you're going to attack. <laughs> so we're going to have all these 4.5 million developers attacking companies because they're trying to take their Salesforce away. Yeah. All right. So we have my lightning. Um, and basically, I, I, re, I rewound and watched. You don't actually rewind anymore. I skipped back <laughs> and and watched it again. There's a there, if you go to Amazon, there's a CD rewinder. Whatever <laughs> there is. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> there was basically no Benioff. He introduced this and gave pretty much no description of it. So I don't know what it is. Um, there's my Salesforce. What, what if it, I was just thinking about this? What if what if you somehow c- could combine all of their branding? The My Salesforce One Cloud Success Intelligence Platform. No, it had to be intelligent. Oh yeah, Einstein. The, no, the the intelligent My Salesforce One Platform Cloud. Now you got to have Einstein in there. Oh, I said intelligent. No, because it, for a while they rebranded everything to the intelligence, and, and then they started they started moving towards Einstein. You know that lasted literally that lasted like, 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 like a three month. months, yeah. or maybe yeah. Yes. <laughs> God, uh, I've worn underwear for longer than that. <laughs> Not in a row, right? <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> uh, there's, some, of course, you got. Of course, you got to have a my IoT, right? Because <laughs> everyone needs their own IoT. <laughs> oh, and let me back up though. The my Salesforce, um, kind of cool. You, I mean, I'm not sure exactly what it is, but one of the pieces of what it it actually is, I think, is. You can package your Salesforce org as its own app, and mm. you know your users can just download it from the from the, the whole org. I think it. I think it is. I mean, but it's got your all of your Salesforce One slash. Is it Salesforce One still? Lightning no. Mobile. What are they? Calling? I don't know what it's they call it. Salesforce, the Salesforce app. app. It's got your customizations you've done to it. Obviously, it's your mm. org, but it's yeah. I think it. Um, 
it just packages as an app. I think automatically sends it to the app store and, and tries to automate as much of that as possible. Benioff mm. even even acknowledged that well, it hits up sometimes because it's a manual review process a lot of times right these app stores. Oh. But for the most that, part, that you know, seems, they're, they're trying to streamline that. doesn't that. seem good. I don't really understand the point of it. Someone other than thinks they have a branded. killer org. Or worse, someone's planning to leave a company. They, they take that org and upload it and create their own, their own new business. You still have that. to log into it. Oh. Right? So. Yes, that's weird. I'm sure they've thought about it. Salesforce, I need, I need to read Salesforce about does have It some, does not sound right to me. <laughs> yeah. Good luck finding information on it. Um, yeah, so my IoT, my IoT uh, again, I wrote, there was no description other than they... That Benioff um, he talks about how they uh, the customers were like when they first did their first IoT. Remember when they announced it with Microsoft? Yeah. And customers were like, yeah, we love this. Um, but the only thing, Mark, is that you forgot that we want it built on the platform. So they rebuilt it <laughs> on the platform, which must be the third time because the first time they built it on Microsoft, the second time they built it on AWS, and I guess they rebuilt it again on the Salesforce platform. Okay, but why haven't they rebuilt the marketing cloud on the platform? I mean, there's so many things that aren't on platform. I don't, and I don't even think this IoT is. My guess is still on AWS. So, but maybe they just it's better integrated with the platform or something. I don't know. Yeah, uh, and there's I also mean, was reference to my Dreamforce, and I don't know what my Dreamforce is, but it's something. I I, I heard someone corrected me when I said how are you enjoying Dreamforce, and they said you mean Human Force. Is Human Force a thing? I don't know. I mean, I was, I kind of like just kind of blew it off because I'm like, I don't want to get into this right now. If they've rebranded this whole Dreamforce thing to Human Force, but uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe it was a joke. Yeah, I don't know. Um, oh, you know what? I had another note on here that just reminded me of the, the whole fourth industrial revolution. Um, you know, Salesforce talks about being next generation, all that, and, and Bianca has glommed onto this fourth industrial revolution. Mm-hmm. Is that, can that all be just a kind of discussion? The fact that like Salesforce, is actually kind of a very much an aging platform. I mean, you're singing my song. I think I think we have retention issues. I think we we're trying to keep the customers we have. I don't know. I just think I just if you look at Salesforce's retention numbers, as far to my knowledge, and from looking at their um their yeah, financial how, reports, it, it appears that it's good. Yeah, but I mean, we got to be nearing the three year, five year contract range right now for a lot of these companies. Yeah. And they're having to renegotiate, and everything that Salesforce touts at Dreamforce comes with another cost, another $25 per user a month to tack on. Well, I mean, that I don't, I don't think that's necessarily more expensive than what, what people would pay for, it, again, in terms of the total ownership cost of on-premise yeah, but you, you software. Also, you also got to consider that, that Lightning is a big lift, and what that does is that puts a company in the, in the position of, okay, we have to rebuild this thing to work on Lightning. Do we do it in Salesforce or do we do it on another platform? It is it is a great opportunity to bring up that de- de- that p- decision, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's a good point. Well, and again, that's um, I guess you got to give credit to Salesforce for doing this, even though having the courage to do this is like anything, even though that um they know that it, it is an opportunity. It's an exit, it's a potential exit point. Mm-hmm. But again, like we've said, they had to do they had to do lightning. Yeah. Should I don't think we'll have time now, but I do want to have that discussion of um, how there's been a the pendulum uh, on the single page app thing has really started to swing swing back in the other direction, and now that Salesforce is kind of just starting to get Lightning up to like an acceptable performance level, and they've built everything into the single page app, how many companies have already 
I mean, it's it's in production now. They've actually scaled their single page apps way back, and they're doing a lot more server side rendering. And and maybe Lightning well, does some server side rendering. I, I mean, it's almost like if they could, if they had just stuck with their current technology, but layered in. Yes, it's Lightning, more layered. Like Lightning into I mean, their current server side technology. Yeah, they'd actually be on par with what's going on yeah. today. There's a lot of that layering, or at least you know, it's a it's an it's a single page app, but the the, the first. Basically, the first UI is is server side rendering. It's you know, yeah. you know it's just so much faster. Um, well, it is, and they're already. I mean, they, they've they've done a lot to improve the speed, but a lot of the issues they have with the speed is is because everything is is client side and trying to push all pull all these transactions. So the the the, the solution to that was okay. We're going to cache some stuff, some cache some stuff that doesn't need to be refreshed all the time. Cache the layout. Sure. Cache yeah. this. Cache that. It's a lot of stuff in memory. Cache though, the right? component. You know. <laughs> And, and and so now you have to try to keep that cache in sync. Which, which is why I, I don't think Lightning is a progressive web app in any sense of the <laughs> yeah, term, right? Yeah, I doubt it. I yeah, doubt it, it. It's, a, it's a very, it's a fat client. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I just, I don't know. Another thing about the whole 4 million devs things, I, they also said that they're, you know, in, again, and in, in, in all the self-congratulations, you know, Trailhead, uh, you know, four million pe- four million badges have been earned. I'm wow. like, man, if they've got four million just just developers, they have four they have four and a half million developers alone. Just if 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 all those four million badges that were earned were just by the developers, that means that on average, people don't even have one one whole badge yet. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but the truth is, of course, most people have you know lots of badges. So that's uh, well, you have you have a you have a, a group that uh, really loves the badge system, and they've 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 uh, they, they, it's Pokemon. They try to catch them all. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, some people, some people really like it, it. You know, all of us respond to different reward systems, and so some people really respond to the badges. They really respond to completing an activity and getting reward for it. Um, yeah, that's fun. And, and it's, it's very gamified, fu- and John. It's very fulfilling. It's this to them. new thing called gamification. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, all they're doing is feeding into the psychology of of our yeah. reward system, our human nature. Yeah. Well, that's why it's not twenty five dollars per user per month. Because you, you can build now your you, own badges. N- now you pay for your own rewards. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, I do. I did. Um, I, when I was listening to the keynote, I, I cut some clips, and I thought, I think before you want, know, let's do some clips. Just break this up some. Okay. Sounds good. These are all pretty short. Although I do have a... Let me see if I can find it. So, so Will I Am is back. Of course he is. Uh, but anyway... Oh, I, speaking of sightings, uh, Shell Black was texting me while he was at the keynote, even though I was working. Did you see my Twitter today? No. I, I screen-capped of Benioff just standing right next to him in the keynote, just Shell sitting there. Just, yeah, Shell was really... I don't know what, how yeah, he got that well, close. He the, I think he was in the MVP seats. Oh, those, that's those right. Guys are MVP right, seats right, are close, close. yeah. So, anyways, he was right behind um, Kramer, and then and then he sends me another pick, and it's Yoshiki. So yeah. he's like right behind Yoshiki too. Yeah. I was excited. I'm sure you were jealous. I was jealous. I could yeah. I could have like bear hugged Yoshiki. <laughs> I think he. Would, I would have gotten kicked out, I but I'm gonna be afraid he would. Uh, he, he seems a little frail. I don't think he, you want to bear yeah, hug Yoshiki. Yeah, he's he's been through a lot. Yeah, had those medical problems. Remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Benioff, he's fair game. <laughs> no. Okay, and here's the thing: these I have no idea what these clips are. It literally says app recording 2017 So that's what I'm dealing with right now. So these are completely blind. We're doing this blind. 
right? So I'm doing gonna, it blind anyways. Live, live except non-live commenting. All right, here we go. How many people might learn how to code and therefore be able to be part of this fourth industrial revolution? Well, I think that we have to make it so that people don't have to code, but they can do clicks, not code, that they can configure. And that's what our platform is all about. We're creating a massive Salesforce economy with millions of jobs because people can go right to our Trailhead platform. You've seen that at trailhead.com. Learn how to use these technologies, change their careers, and get on this train and go with us. All right. I don't know what that was. I guess just an example of uh, clicks, not code, right? I'm insulted. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what that does. It's, you know, I, I feel like there's, if you have someone dedicated to managing Salesforce, then Trailhead is great. What I do find is companies still hire me and other people to do the work because they don't have time to mess with it. They're trying to run a company. Yeah. Um, so, so there's still a fair amount of com- uh, customers out there who, try to do trailhead and try to learn as they go and, and try to balance that out with their day job. But um, if, it, you know, they, they sometimes will still hire people to do the work because they just don't have time. Even yep. though they could, they don't have time. Right. All right. On to the next. Larry Ellison. I mean, he taught you. How can you beat your teacher? Well, you can just see that our customers are going so much faster than the customers who are using these old technologies from companies like Oracle and SAP. Our customers can go just faster. It's easier to use. And like we just mentioned, you don't have to be a programmer to get going. And big companies are here. What does he have against programmers? I, I know, I'm just telling you, I could have, I should have done a mon. I just, I don't have that much time, but because I, I love. Here. Remember, I used to do those montages. Those were, those were fun. They he say, they he needs us, and and you know what, us us developers built Salesforce. I'm sorry, we hey, did. Hey, wait, who? But who? Well, and who actually built Salesforce? Developers. A ton of awesome software engineers. But <laughs> once upon a time, before you had all this point and clicky stuff, yeah, uh, we got brought in to build it, and we did it. Yeah. And and that helped Salesforce become successful. <laughs> it's it's too bad that he hasn't found a way to talk about how Salesforce, how you really can get a ton done um, without programming. Um, while still giving us a nod exactly, for, the, for the, while our still, contributions. Exactly, while still explaining that for a lot of problems, you need really good software engineers and architects to go yeah. in and build these things. And and talk about how there's this division of labor. And and the other thing is it even sounds, so many times it sounds condescending to admins because a good admin needs to be a really smart person, like with with good business experience and just wisdom with projects and building systems and being involved in system builds and just understanding realities and how to deal with user requests and requirements and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just like, it takes a, it's a huge skill set in being a good admin. And just yeah. being like, oh, just click it, click it, click it, click it, click it, click it, you know, it's like, that's not that's not a good way to talk about how admins work. Yeah. It's not just a bunch of dumb monkeys pounding on keyboards. Yeah. Or on, on sorry, on a mouse button. Messaging. He needs to work on that messaging. All right. Like, you know, Adidas is here. They've completely transformed the entire business of sport. And they've done it on the Salesforce platform. And Fox is here. Oh, Fox is here. They're rebuilding how they... The evil fox, John. Oh, with evil fox news. Ooh, ooh. They build media. They're informing their um, creatives with data. The the, uh, who's the motivational speaker he always has? Tony Robbins. I remember one year I was at Dreamforce and he was totally trashing Fox News. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of that. Uh, we're going to show. When this is. And, but now we're coming full circle and Fox News is, 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 is a customer. Exactly. Well, yeah. Fox. Yeah. I, I don't know if. He, I mean, Fox is huge. It could be yeah. like the movie arm or the TV right. arm or, you know, it might not be the news arm. Right. 
Show that at our keynote today at 3 o'clock. It's going to be amazing. People will not believe what can happen today in a movie studio, modern movie studio, oh, connecting with their customers in new ways. Movie. Well, that's you know, about 20th Century Fox, yeah. I guess. That's what Marriott is doing also. They realize loyalty is dead. They want to have this huge community. Loyalty is dead. Loyalty is dead. Yeah, that's, he's, he said that. I, that should have been another one of my themes. He keeps saying that. Loyalty is dead. I don't know. I think Amazon's got fairly loyal customers. I think Salesforce <laughs> does. It's, it's weird. This is just, it's a weird thing to say. I, and I know what he means. He means instead of you having to make sure that your customers are loyal to you and you depending on them being loyal, instead of that, use our software to track them everywhere. And I've got, I think I might have clips on some clips. Yeah, but on I mean, I, I feel like Salesforce's marketing campaign is full force geared towards ensuring loyalty, ensuring that you're, you're, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> okay. Community of hundreds of millions of consumers map out where they are on their journeys and get all those consumers into those Marriott hotels. Yeah, that's, that's what I meant. You don't have to, you don't have to depend on your customers being loyal. You're tracking them everywhere. I mean, the moment right before they book the wrong hotel, you can you can do, send a pop up to their screen or something and say, "Hey, we have a better deal," or you know, whatever. Or just you know, again, tracking them from site to site. The 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 no privacy, like you yeah. know, everything you we're watching everything you're doing. Every time you walk into a store, every time you sign up for something, every time you go to websites, every time you check your email, and it renders an image that sends a link, the a ping back to a server. We're tracking you everywhere you go, everything you do. So that we can sell you more stuff, but and we, and we don't. You don't. We don't even need your loyalty. You know what? Screw your loyalty. You go try to buy from our competitors. We're not even going to let you. <laughs> well, there's two sides to that coin, and I'll play devil's advocate here a little bit when it comes to marketing. And yes, it's getting creepy. And yes, they're tracking everything you're doing. And some of this proactive responding based on your location, beacon, and all that kind of stuff. That's creepy. But there is another side of it to marketing, and that is saving money, which is, is this campaign effective? Are people responding to this campaign? Are they looking at it? Are they are they going and buying something based on this campaign? If not, then we need to move somewhere else and spend our money somewhere else. So, I mean, it's it's a balance. There's, there's a good good and evil side. It's the yin and yang yeah. of when it comes to marketing. You want to know that the campaign you're doing is is effective and that you're spending your money wisely. But then sometimes you cross over the line, you get into the creepy factory where you start actively just kind of hovering over your customers I mean, they could feel your hot breath in their neck. We're all heading to creepy. We yes. all know that. Yeah. And the thing is, it's an arms race as these capabilities to track your customers and people who even aren't your customers as capability to do that grows more and more and more. And the problem is, is, you know, when your competitor gets that, even if you don't, even if you think that's over the line privacy wise, like if you're in marketing, it's not an option. Like you have to do at least what your competitor is doing, if not more. Yeah. And that's why, I mean, I, I know, you know, I, I give Salesforce a hard time for all this privacy violation stuff, but I mean, that's what that's why people are going to Salesforce for this stuff, so that they can violate people's privacy and know everything they're doing. And so they can, at, at any given time, send them the right, you know, deliver them the right ads. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's... it's uh, sell the right ads. Sell the ad inventory for more money because it's, it's more targeted. Yeah, I mean, but it, it's the industry... In general, it's doing that. It's I not. I mean, I Salesforce acquired their marketing capability. Yeah, but so I mean, they acquired the creepiness, and now they they have to push the creepiness. Exactly, pushing the creepiness. Walk in, have a great experience. Have your key right on your phone, and welcome back to Marriott. Welcome back. That's we a customer are. experience. That doesn't sound like just a loyalty program. I don't, I don't respond to that. I don't respond to someone 
receiving a text alert that says, oh, John's coming through the door. Make sure you say hi. I respond to someone who who I've met before and remembered me right. and had a personal connection with me or made it a point to remember me. I respond to that. I don't respond to this cursory, hi, uh, this hi John DeSantiago. Yeah, How are you? Exactly. Welcome back. Yeah. Last time your stay here, was you said it was good. You, you gave us a little <laughs> smiley face with a tongue hanging out. <laughs> Because everything's emojis now. It's it's really it's dehumanizing humans. And by the way, I pronounced my last name wrong for those who did yeah. not know. Uh, they, they know. <laughs> On purpose. Dead. It's dead. Yeah, I said it again. <laughs> Loyalty is dead. It's dead. And Kramer <laughs> just thinks it's oh, so funny. Benny, you're so funny. Thanks for having me out here and paying my way and everything, buying me all those steaks. It's so so great. Uh, you're a funny guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It's uh it's 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 um it's oh you know the relationship with Kramer has always kind of been a fun one for us because it's 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 always provided us a great deal of entertainment. But um He has no idea how bad it is out there. He has no idea. He has no idea. But I, I really hope that that's what people see about that relationship, that it's entertaining. That the the things and the things they do and the presentations they make and the, well, it's, the, the it's, conversations. Yeah. My and point it's is entertainment it, and the trainer is. is entertainment. Oh, he is. And, and what I hope listen. is not people out there going, "Oh, I gotta make my portfolio about this." I gotta, I gotta go buy, 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 buy. Right. Although I wish I bought at forty because it's now sure. freaking one hundred and two. Shit, one hundred five or is it was it one hundred two? It's up like two or three percent today. I think uh, so. May, you know, one hundred five uh, right now. So that would say that that tells you out there that Wall Street thinks that Salesforce is having a good Dreamforce. I would think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's a pretty good sign, actually. Um, but no, I mean, Kramer. You know, if you talk to you know serious investors, they all watch Kramer, but they all know he's a joke. They, I mean, it's almost like you can't not watch him. I wouldn't say joke, but I would say that he, he um, no, he's an entertainer. He's an entertainer. But I mean, some it, people take serious. some people take serious. something that's dull and boring no. and makes it entertaining, which was which appeals to a larger audience. It's not serious, and he colludes with the companies that he covers, and everyone knows it because it's entertainment. It is just like we're entertainment. We're not we're not the source to to news and tech news and all that kind of stuff. He has no idea. We're just a couple of guys having a conversation, just like Kramer. I have no idea. Just like Kramer and Benioff are just having a conversation. Yeah. Keep that thought. Because it's all about your community. Isn't that how you buy anyway from your friends? Yes. Don't you want to join a community? You don't ever buy anything from me, John. I don't. (laughs) Because you don't like what I'm selling. I buy the cow when you can get the milk for free. (laughs) (laughs) God. Uh. Think about community. community. When I think about community, I think about strategic partners. I think about large companies that have figured this out. I'm thinking about a new strategic partnership that you're going to. Na- it, that's oh man, I, he's really I, I building that up. And I, plus, that was just that's the that's not how Salesforce would talk about community at all. That's weird. You know, he went off script. That's why that he went off script right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Benioff's just it's like cut, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> this is not. This they, is not what how I we define if community. Out these like hand gestures, or, or he can he can look into Benioff's eyes and. Oh, you're yeah. like, your little right nostril means keep going left nostril oh, yeah. means uh you know what? next time next time they have a video thing we got to watch them and see if there's any ticks and uh, see how the conversation no, this was changes um, based this on was from ticks. dreamforce you can you can watch it okay. on cnbc.com and, and oh, so now that we're not the keynote here oh. and all the monastics are back from plum village 
the man, the monastic. What is Plum Village? Um, I don't know where Plum Village is. Is it? Oh, is that is, a, is it, a real place? This, I guess so. Are these are these the Japanese guys. The, oh, the, the I marks. don't know. But I, I just, I just find it, and I even had, I went, I went to make sure I'm you know, not off my rocket here. But I'm like, this is so interesting that these monks come to this incredibly capitalist event every year when these are people who, and again, I, I kind of looked it up. These are people who take vows of poverty and they live basically their whole lives in a monastery. Hmm. And I'm like, how? Why? Do, why are they coming to Dreamforce every year? And you know, I, I'm I'm not the one because I don't know enough about it. But I'm not the one who accuses him of faux Buddhism and all that stuff. But p- people do. That's out there. Hmm. Um, and but when I see stuff like this, I'm like, that does seem a little faux to me that these guys come to Dreamforce and they're used as props kind of is it fair to say that i mean he's calling them out and they're standing up and they're doing their their bows to to benioff i'm just like benioff, larry I'm brilliant and and all the monastics are back from plum village thank you to the monastics where are the monastics are they here where are the monastics where are you guys hey we paid you we paid you where are you are they over here <laughs> Where, well, I didn't show up. up. And be recognized, monastics. <laughs> Thank you for coming all the way monastics. to teach us about mindfulness. That seems a. Re- but do they? Do they? Do they have sessions? I said thanks for teaching us about Thank mindfulness. Thank you to all of our monastics. I don't, I don't remember ever being a, a monk session at Dreamforce. You, you know, there's a monk. There's a monk session happening tonight. Is there? A good day, sir. Group. Oh. At, I, I wouldn't at, mind. It's at their kettle. The monks brought their kettle. I, I honestly wouldn't mind going to a monk session. I've never <laughs> meditated. Right. I want to know what meditation is about. I don't know that I can clear my no, mind. No, to listeners, that totally went over John's head. <laughs> oh, it probably did. Because I'm focused on meditating and I can't meditate because ah, I can't stop yeah, my brain sorry. from working. Distracting you. It all started with our 111 model two decades ago. Oh, this is great. 1% of our equity. Notice what he almost says. He almost slips and says the truth. 1% of our profit, 1% of our people's time. It wasn't that hard at the time. We had no products, we had no equity. And we still... We still what? We still have no profit. (laughs) I gotta rewind that. It wasn't that hard at the time. We had no products. We had no equity. And we still, you know, 20 years I've been telling that same joke. It still works. It's going to work as long as they're not profitable, right? Mm. Man, that's great. Yeah. Sometimes the brain just wants the truth to come out. Well, Salesforce would not be profitable. Benioff is. I mean, geez. Oh, yeah. At at 105 with, with his... Jeez. Oh, yeah. No, he's, he's doing really very well. Fallen. Yep. And here's another one, LGBTQ equality. See this every single day. Oh, he missed day. some acronyms. I know. Yeah, what, what about the intersex and the, the asexual and the allies? Yeah. And the, what are the pan, is it pansexual or whatever? I mean, you can't leave these people out. Nope. We know it's about the equality for every human being. The equality of every human being. Is he saying bean? I was going to say, it sounds like my kids. They say human bean. <laughs> and that's why when we see discrimination happening anywhere in the world, or like when we saw discrimination in Indiana or Georgia or North Carolina or Texas, you, our trailblazers, came forward and you changed it. That's incredible. And we're committed to diversity. I, cha- I don't remember getting an award. So hang on. I'm see got discrimination the happening. Anywhere in the world, or like when we saw- anywhere in the world. So oh, it, what about anywhere yeah. in the world? So so again, I, I've mentioned this before, but it, Salesforce has got like their number two place for employees has got to be India, right? Um, which is somewhere in the world. Am I right about that? It, it's it's and, in the world, and it is illegal and criminal and punishable by prison time to be gay in India, is it not? 
That's what I heard. It is. Anywhere in the world, John. Except uh, just don't go to our our our, our cheap uh, labor labor pools, please. Hyderabad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shit. That's incredible. No. I don't know if there's anything left. Did we get any Parker in the keynote? Quality. He's done, right? Well, you know, He's like, I'm not, I'm not dressing up for you. For everyone in this fourth industrial revolution, we have to bring everyone in. For everyone in the fourth industrial revolution. Well, you better hope you're in the fourth industrial revolution, John. If not, you're getting left behind. I'm already left behind. Yeah, I am too. That's why I do a podcast. Goes from no code <laughs> to low code to code. Asking shall receive. That was low Parker. Code. No code to low code to code. Hey, I, I got to give it to Parker. Parker will include us developers. He will. Yeah, he'll occasionally. Someone's got to. Yeah. I, I, well, I think nowadays it's Wade carrying that torch, but. Chris goes yeah. from no code Wade, to we low appreciate code you. to code. Yep. But no matter where you are on that spectrum, it's always going to be easy. You know what? My wife's been telling me I'm on the spectrum. I now now I know say, what she I means. Didn't, I didn't know us coders were on a spectrum. <laughs> the, the coder spectrum. <laughs> oh. All right. Let's see. It's always going to be super easy. We guarantee right. it's going to be easy. Go. It's always going to be super easy. So, no matter where you're on, on that spectrum, it's going to be super easy, John. Did you know that? I don't know. This, this, this right is back now, to like, now it's, before they're, you know, they're, they're, they're uh, condescending to admins. Now it's developers. Like, what are, whatever kind of programming you're doing, it's super easy. It's, yeah, it's easy. You just do it. You just give it to your five-year-old. They can well, why it is, out. Why is doing Why is deploying something on the Salesforce platform the hardest type of deployment I ever have to do? Because it's, you're doing it wrong. It's you're harder not doing, than everything if else. If you did nothing but point and clicky, it'd be easy, Mr. Ross. Yeah, because you don't deploy, I guess. You just, just do it on production. Yeah, you don't test anything. You don't yeah, do, just it do it on production. Yep. We guarantee it. Whether you're in B2C, always, always be delivering. <laughs> they, John, they guarantee it's super we easy. We guarantee it. Whether you're in B2C or B2B, Ooh. it's going to be super easy. Super easy. Super easy for B2C? I'm sorry. Yeah. It's not that no, easy. No. no, it's super we, easy. We struggle through it. It's super We have support easy. groups for it. A lot of us are scarred. Running <laughs> natively on the Google Cloud platform as Google has become one of the preferred cloud vendors of Salesforce. So, um, so we had Amazon. Was I was the... going to say, man, he's partnering, he's partnering with IBM. That's the biggest partnership. It's most important. And then Amazon. Yeah, we're moving our pods on the Amazon. It's the most yeah. important. Now it's Google. And we're moving our email on, on G Suite or whatever. Is it Google and the uh, the docs and spreadsheets? Is that is that what the G Suite is? I guess or is so. it just like and, the email? And the other thing that again that's making my brain go nuts and haywire is are we supposed to like Quip or are we supposed to like Google? Ooh. I don't good point. I just I mean Yeah. Did we hear anything about Quip? Oh, tons, yeah. Quip's yeah. I mean Salesforce paid almost a billion dollars for Quip. We're not gonna stop hearing about Quip. But yeah, they a lot of stuff about Quip. Yeah. People people really like Quip. I haven't really checked it out. I mean I'm, I th- I'm happy. I, I'm fine with Google Docs, and like everyone I know uses Google Docs. I don't know yeah. anyone who uses Quip. So it's just for me, it's just an ecosystem thing. It's it's companies I work with. They used Google Docs. Yeah, and I do too. And I've kind of. I mean, it's just standardized. It would be. Yeah. It, it, it'd have, there'd have to be a major reason for me to switch because switching costs, right? Yeah, but I mean, here, here's the the key question though. If if you went to a company that didn't have anything, is Quip on your list, or are you just like, oh, we'll just do a Google Doc? Uh, I would say I have to say the Quip is on my list. Isn't that a Hollow Notes song? <laughs> <laughs> Sent you the right, link for tomorrow night's benefit concert. We should all go together. Oh. Lenny Kravitz, Alicia Keys. Of course I'll be there. So this, I, I guess I have to set this up. This is a skit. Um, and they were talking about, I guess, the marketing stuff. And there's a couple mm-hmm. of people that are, there are like a few people sitting around a table. 
And they're like, talk, they're they're interested in going to the Lenny Kravitz show. So they're looking at the tickets online and they're having this conversation. So that's oh, kind of, that's kind okay. of what's happening here. I love live music. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Super so awesome. right there, this group is going to be having a good time at Dreamfest tomorrow night, which I hope all of you will With as Dreamfest. well. Dreamfest is that what they call the concert? But let's look closely here. What just happened there? She's it's left awesome. the Adidas site and she's now reading this article on a music concert. Important question, has Adidas lost her as a customer, as a consumer? No, they haven't, because this is the power of the data management platform. Behind the scenes, the data management platform is doing the heavy lifting. They're learning from Janessa and her online behaviors. It's called, it's called ad networks. I, but I want you to learn. They tracked her IP and yeah. they know exactly where she went. So they still have her. She's yes. on the line. These are the super She's on cookies. the line. They're just, giving, they're just feeding her a little line. And then they're going to grab her. Yeah. Pull back. And so they know she was on adidas.com. And now creepy. She- they probably had her microphone turned on and listened to her conversations, which is why anytime I mention any kind of product, <laughs> when I'm talking, have a conversation with someone, I start seeing ads for it. It's Alexa. Facebook does this. She's I'm sorry, interested it's Echo. Yeah. Here and Cancel. she's looking at live music and concerts. And so with Einstein built in, Einstein is predicting and serving this personalized ad. This is not prediction. This is not artificial intelligence. I mean, it is what it is, right? It's well, it's got it's got hold on. It's an hold ad. On. Oh, yeah. Here's where it works. It's got it's connected to IBM's weather data. <laughs> it knows she's going to the concert. It knows it's going to rain, so it's going to say, "Hey, buy these Adidas uh, rain boots." Yeah. So you can go to your concert in style. And don't use one of the seven rain boots you have in your closet. <laughs> buy a new pair. Add it to her. That thinks maybe. She would be interested in the new Adidas Pharrell shoes. Oh my God, you gotta But she doesn't just get this ad served up to her on her phone. The power of the data management platform is that it's unifying for the consumer across all their devices. So later, right here on her laptop, she gets that same personalized ad for her for those cool Pharrell shoes. And when she's looking on her iPad, Right there, she gets that as well. Now, some people say to me, is that good or is that bad? It's great. We live in a really, really busy world. And guess what? When we get bad ads that don't resonate with us, what do we do? Really creepy. We hide, we block them. We are doing this the Salesforce way with trust for you. Trust for you and your privacy, and we're delivering it here together. <laughs> now let's come back to that ad and. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. These, uh, these... Who is that scenario targeted to? Who's rich enough to to spend money on a concert and to go out and buy a whole new outfit for the concert? That's some one percent of problem there. I don't know. That's like Sorry. when I see Ferraris driving through the streets of my home of my town here, Lamborghinis, McLarens, I'm like. Where are these people getting this money from? (laughs) It's those people. That's who are buying Adidas shoes to match every event they go to. Uh. Oh, anyway. um, What else? Hey, they upgraded the Coke cooler, John. Instead of the guy, you remember the... Oh, did did the guy lose his job? (laughs) He he didn't. Oh, he really lost his job now because in the original demonstration with our buddy Richard Socher, right? Mm -hmm. Benioff's uh, man crush. 
uh, they had to take a picture of the front of the cooler. Right. And then Einstein would interpret that. Well, now the coolers have their own built-in camera. Ah. So that guy is definitely uh, toast. He's screwed. He's, he is in the unemployment line. See you, dude. Oh, and, and that's that. Well, is, someone's still got to drive the Cokes to the to the shop, right? What, for two more years until we have uh, autonomous trucks? Those are, yeah, yeah, someone's truck, got Someone's got to unload the Coke. Bots, robots. Have you not seen Amazon's warehouse? There are going to be no jobs. This is why you'll see, and Benioff kind of obliquely mentioned it in his keynote um, about, oper- you know, when he's talking about opportunities and how, you know, he, and he asked this question like he's in-depth thinking about this as such a, this visionary deep thinker he is. He's like, will, are we getting opportunities for everyone? Or are, are, will some people be left behind? And then I, I, it sounds like he, I wish I had a clip for this. It sounds like he's about to go into explaining how, at least maybe with the, with the trailblazing trailhead platform, everyone can get jobs now, mm-hmm. right? We're all going to, you know, this is, but this is going to be such a great space to work in in the next five years, John. It's going to be it's going to be amazing. <laughs> um, but no, he didn't. He just asked that question and then moved on. He just dropped that there and left it. You and can't like, do that. Yeah, no, that's what he did. This is <laughs> anyway. Uh, we have a new Apex compiler. This is they've talked about this before. Yeah, I mean, I've 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 heard you kind of I well, I haven't been keeping up, but I saw it show up on Slack, and yeah. I saw I saw like Scott Wells and and talking about you know some of the support he was going to have for it and things like that, and I'm excited. Okay, tell me why. Tell me why you're excited because what I don't understand is what benefits the this new compiler has to me as a Salesforce, someone on the Salesforce developer spectrum. Okay, so my understanding is that the compiler will be local, right? So we'll have some kind of local compiling. That's different. I think that's different. I mean, I think a part of this is they are going to they are going to ship a, comp- uh, a well, compiler. Either way, there, there's some kind of compile that's going to happen that's not a push to the system. That's a separate thing, and I, I see the benefit of that. But anyway, I'm what. They're talking about here though is something else. It's not that. That's okay. that's more future. So I explain think. to me what you're talking. So right about. now, this new Apex, Apex compiler, they're saying that 99.9 percent of orgs are already on it. Oh, I have heard rumors about. So that. so the thing yeah. is, I mean, rumbling. Here's, about here's that. the thing. Here's my point. You're already using this compiler. Have you not noticed how awesome it is, John? No. <laughs> okay. That's this is my problem with this compiler and why they're trotting it out there and, and doing sessions on it. And I'm like. Okay, I mean, maybe it's better for Salesforce internally. It's faster for them or something, or it's like it's easy. Maybe it's easier for them to do stuff. And in long term, I guess that maybe that benefits us because they'll be able to add. Uh, I don't know, switch statements or some some other technology, uh, some other feature. Yeah, I don't know. But no, Chuck said, uh, yeah, in Slack, he said I, I went. He said he went to the session. It was good. He said the Apex compiler. Um, oh, now that it's done, they'll be able to start working on improvements to the language. So apparently, the reason that. You know, want to have switch statements, namespaces, anonymous methods, lambdas, any number of things that pretty much any language has nowadays, except for Apex. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason they don't have those things is because of the compiler. Um, the, and the example that they gave was the long-awaited switch statement. By the way, TBD, they still won't announce. They won't, still won't give you a date on it on the on a switch statement. I mean, the thing is, right now, I already may do without it. I don't I, need it. And, and the thing is, they're they're so <laughs> far behind. It's, I mean. As much as I've complained about switch statements, especially namespaces, I mean, there's just, and especially, you know, the you know, I work a lot in JavaScript nowadays. I'm I'm back to doing Java stuff, and with Java eight, um, I haven't even started on Java nine yet, but Java eight's got um, streams and lambdas and 
and all kinds of, I mean, Salesforce doesn't even have actual annotations. Yeah, I mean, there's just so many things. There's no, there's no instrumentation of the language. There's no, basically no reflection. The dynamic capabilities are Apex are still extremely weak. So there's like the whole categories of things you can't do. Yeah. There's, there's no real generics. I mean, it's just, it's so much. I mean, are they going to add all this to Apex? No. Why don't they just use any, why don't they just pick an open language that already has all this tooling done? And maybe they are working on that too. And that's because someone might- Do you really point, believe that? Someone in, made in the a, point that that's, this is not to say that they're, they're not, they don't have that thread going as well. I think they probably do. Well, I you know what, have, then it's, then it's going to sting a hundred times worse when Benioff or Parker gets on stage and says- Look what we've built for you. We've got all this now, and and this is for developers, and and this and that. After after years and years of of throwing us to the to the back of the room, saying point and click, point and click, you guys are awesome. Point and click, screw developers. Um, I don't know. You don't think it's gonna sting? I'm gonna. It's gonna sting. I don't know. I'm not sure. I really follow your your line of thinking there, or what? Given that scenario. I'm just talking about how year over year, when we've talked about these things, we've asked for these things. Um, you know, the the, the response is, is kind of like, yeah, we know, but it's not on the roadmap. Or yeah, we know it's something we can do about right now. Yeah, we know, but no one else is asking for this. <laughs> I mean, it's you know, it it, it feels like we've kind of been struggling, and we've we've made do, we've we've made it work, and we've worked hard to make it work and to make things successful despite the limitations of yeah. the platform. And then all of a sudden, Salesforce is going to come out and 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 start implementing some of these things and act like, yeah, we're awesome, yeah. we did it. Oh, they're, they're gonna, More point and clickers because exactly. you guys suck. Yeah. You, developers suck. They're gonna they're gonna have to hi, they're gonna have to uh, get permits for a per, to have a parade when they add the switch statement to yeah. the Apex language. <laughs> and that's what I mean. I mean they're they're gonna they're gonna blow it out. They're gonna tout it on how they got this most advanced platform and 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 it still and which would be great. I'm, I mean it's there's gonna be two sides to that sword. I'll be happy that we're getting more features and we're getting closer to to the languages that that we enjoy working with. Uh, but at the same time, I know their marketing is going to run away with it, and it's just going to be it's it's going to sting a bit. I guess I, I think you've made the point well before, also, which is you know ninety nine percent of of Salesforce developers are just doing simple stuff. They don't even know what generics are. They they, they don't you know they're putting they're just using methods as a place to hang you know two three hundred lines of code of mm -hmm. badly written code. They don't they don't need this. Stuff. They wouldn't know what to do with it, and they're fine with it. That's why on a statistical scale, virtually. No one is asking for any of this stuff. Well, and it, it, also, it. it also shows, you know, why they have such a big focus on the ISVs because the ISVs are building that type of code. I mean, some of us in the consulting world like you and I are, but the, the bigger, the, the players with a bigger voice because they're attached to the app exchange and the app exchange has, has revenue attached to it. It's um, for Salesforce. It's, their voice is louder than ours. Yeah, and I, yeah, the ISV that that's one of the strong use cases. I mean, and look at you know look at the ISVs and like um, the guy that works for Financial Force and Andy Fawcett is he that Financial Force guy? I think so. Okay, he's got the book on advanced data. Yeah. And if you look at you know what the twi the 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 you know the the pretzel you have to twist yourself up into in order to even implement like some of these uh, patterns that are basically borrowed from previous languages. It's it's it's. It's ridiculous. Just because, again, Java doesn't have the facility, or not Java, Apex doesn't have the facilities to support these things in the way that you would want to be able to do them. Um, <laughs> what else? Yeah, so Will, Will I am was there. Um, <laughs> this is funny. Did I he read have an article. Hardware or tech or uh, first something. First of all, you, you gotta go, you gotta go listen to, to his thing. He, he just, this guy is not impressive. 
I, I don't know why they let him on stage. But anyway, I read an article on the register and they said that uh, the former Black Eyed Peas frontman's firm makes a whole load of consumer tech from phone cases and earphones to wearables that particularly nobody uses or rates. I guess I get ratings and reviews and, mm. and uses. Uh, so the next obvious step is, is surely to enter the equally competitive market of voice assistants, especially given the success he's had with voice control on the dial watch. <laughs> it's just like oh, yeah. dripping, with sar- watch, dripping with sarcasm. Oh, that was his product a few years ago when he was Dreamforce. He had the oh, watch that I guess failed. I don't, I don't follow it, but he, he, have you heard of the dial watch? Okay, yeah, so. Yeah. Anyway, so he's entering the voice assistant business now. And Salesforce just funded him $117 million. I mean, maybe his stick isn't selling things. It's getting funding for things. And then what this goes on to say, that this move, so his assistant's called Omega. So this move pits uh, Will Williams' assistant Omega against Alexa, sorry, cancel, uh, Siri and Google's assistant. But with 300 people employed by the firm, <laughs> we're sure that Will Williams has the capacity to take them on. Based on what track record? <laughs> but they, they link to this video. I got to play this. So to, to know the future, you got to really understand the past. And some people could say like, well, what does music have to do with technology? You sing songs. What, what? Slow down. Yeah, I sing songs. Mozart played the piano. But his songs sold pianos. I don't understand. This is like a montage, by the way, of just like him sounding like an idiot. The complex between... Republicans, Democrats, Congress. Like, that whole dance, to me, just turns me off. Right. Apple has more money than the American government has liquid. And you telling me kids ain't learning iOS in freaking third period? That don't make any sense. Gramophones. It first was gramophone. And that, would, that, that gramophone is now our Grammy Award. And we went from selling gramophones and music being played on gramophones to music being played on iPhones. And now we have iTunes. I'm, we're going to say when I'm <laughs> 60 years old, I'm going to tell my little grandson, I remember what window was just a window. We used to look out the window. <laughs> you never know what a window is going to be until you marry art and science for this era. <laughs> so I watched this movie called Waiting for Superman. I'm like, wow, that's really... Sad, but what the sad thing is the title, not what's happening. It's the fact that they're waiting for Superman. That's terrorism. <laughs> if we have a society where there is no education reform, because we'll be, it's terrifying what's going to happen 15 years from now when technology goes like this. And edu- the sentence is. When artificial intelligence goes like this, and group intelligence goes like that. If you should see the look on his face, he really had to dig deep. Was he just high? He, he, no, he couldn't. I mean, he these sound like no, he's just sounds he's like something say. he like he he sits around with 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 a with a you know with some weed, and he's sitting around <laughs> with all his friends in, in the green room, and they're just like, yeah, Congress and Republicans. Yeah, and this, it's, uh, and that's what much. it sounds like. Yeah. It doesn't sound like like coherent thoughts. It just sounds like just a stream of just things that are popping in his head. Yeah. All right, I think there's like one more piece of this. That's terrifying. <laughs> um, so, and it's a national security issue and a human rights issue. Actually. 
The funniest part about this, this dead air right here, this is one of these things, for, I think it was from last year when him and he and Benioff, maybe it was a couple of years ago, sitting across, sitting across each other in these big poofy chairs just talking uh-huh. to each other. And Benioff's just going, are you high? Yeah, he's just <laughs> staring at it. I mean, listen to the dead air here. Hang on. Any humans right issue. Actually. Have you ever seen Benioff sit there like that that long and stare at someone not and not chime in? <laughs> Gee, I think he was just dumbfounded by that. <laughs> anyway, well, uh, good luck, Will. I am on your Omega against uh, Amazon and well, Apple I know these clips were, were kind of like you know kind of clipping some of his worst moments, but you you can't deny he's he's made he's made some money. No, don't. Nope. He's not. He can't be a hundred percent an idiot because not only did he transition from music, he transitioned into politics, I believe, hey. and he's transitioned to to technology, and he's getting paid by Benioff to go and do these things. I mean, I mean, I don't know if that's where his worst moments. I mean, half of them were from Dreamforce. Look at the look at the talk he gave uh, yesterday or was it yesterday or Monday at the at the keynote. I mean, just go watch it. I just I don't understand this guy. He has some ability to make money. I I, I don't know how, but he's he's got that ability, and I I got to figure it out. I think. Anyway, um, what else? Um, I mean, I got a bunch more stuff. We can skip. Did you, you know, did you see the thing about Benioff uh, saying that alcohol? Send a memo to everyone. Alcohol is a drug, and we don't we don't tolerate it or whatever. Did you see that? Yeah, I I don't know. I, I think. Um, and it's funny because he sent. It looks. Uh, this is probably chatter. I guess he sent it to everyone. He says, "I want to remind everyone that we have no alcohol policy at Salesforce. On my recent travels this month, I have seen alcohol in refrigerators and kegs on floors." Alcohol is a drug, and having alcohol on Salesforce premises is simply unfair to those Ohana who either do not want it or are intolerant of it. Alcohol, what does that mean? That like it causes them stomachache? They're alcohol intolerant? Is it like a lactose intolerant? I think it's just a nice way of saying people who, who can't drink because they have alcoholism. What about people who can't have sugar because they have diabetes? No, no crackers and cookies around them? <laughs> alcohol is permitted to company, customer, social events in moderation. So steaks and hookers, yes. you can In have, moderation? Well, last I remember, Dreamforce was an open bar, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. The whole. Well, it's funny because and I don't, I'm not going to name any particular people or offices, but I mean, I've been to some Salesforce offices where the whole uh, the kitchens, the refrigerators are are literally stocked by the company, or someone's someone's expensing or whatever with with a whole uh, smorgasbord of various alcohols, wines, mm. beers, all kinds of stuff. But that so, was kind of that's kind of been the startup culture. The startup culture. Is, oh yeah, is, everyone's got kegs. There's yeah. keg, you know, there's bottles of beer, kegs. Not just kegs. I mean, they're they're craft brew kegs. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, they, oh, I mean yeah. micro brews and nano brews. Yeah. <laughs> right. You got some hipster with a, with a curled mustache. Yeah. You know, talking about you know how he picked these these kegs out for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you want to be a real hipster, then you have your home brew setup in your in your cube. Oh, you can yeah. br- you brew you're brewing on site on cube. <laughs> Anyway, um, so DX. Let's just talk about DX real quick, just uh, to make sure we cover that. Uh, I saw that, and I haven't, again, I haven't watched the, there was a developer keynote yesterday, and there was also something that uh, Wade was doing today, I think. Hmm. So I'm going to have to try to find those videos. But supposedly Scratch Org's based on production. I so, saw that, yeah. So that's one of the things, one of the things you and I have kind That'll of been like following. that shut you up, D- won't it? Well, both of us, because you, <laughs> and you know what, you were, I still, I got to give you credit. You were the one when I was, when I was, I think, overly optimistic about DX and Scratch, and Scratch Orgs in particular, not DX. I'm still optimistic about DX and Scratch Orgs. But you were like, yeah, this is kind of for ISVs. I don't get it. And I was like, well, I think I get it. And then the more I, the more I, was, I was trying to use it on a couple of my projects, I'm like, yeah, I actually can't use this. This yeah. It doesn't help me with anything. So, But if you could 
if you could create a scratch org from production, that's good. I mean, if, especially if you're doing CI just to like spin up, run tests, like, and then you know goes away. Yeah, I mean, it it gives you one more piece of the puzzle without having to, without the need to do kind of a refresh. But um, I still don't understand the big distinction between sandboxes and scratch orgs. I mean, I don't understand why there needs to be a distinction. I mean, maybe there's maybe they've got to optim. They must be optimizing something about scratch orgs. Yeah, I think so. So that they're fast and and whatever efficient, quick. Yeah, I mean, there could be a number of subsystems that just aren't enabled or get bypassed. Right. Yep, like the backup and yeah. who knows what else. Um, so no, our, uh, you mentioned the local potentially getting local compiling, and already you know Scott Wells already confirmed um, that you know he's already been working on that with Illuminated Cloud. So it's it's at some point we'll be supporting that. So. And Scott already does. I mean, he basically is, is you know, doing kind of full parsing. And I, I think it yeah. seems like, to me, Illuminated Cloud, it can, it can detect all kinds of stuff immediately before it ever gets sent to. I'm really anxious for 2.0, especially for a lot of the refactoring stuff. Because it, it almost seems like it's almost there. It's almost ready for refactoring. Um, yeah. Um, you know, and I, and I, I want to, I've just based on what Scott said, it will start, it'll, it will have some of the basic refactors. Probably the more common things like renames, Maybe method extraction. I don't want. I don't want to talk about it. But the real, the basic ones. And yeah. then over time, I think he'll be adding more. Is what he said. Yeah. Um, apparently, you'll be able to get, you'll be able to get logs in a way that at least you can get a log of a whole transaction without with, well, without lo- without worrying about it being truncated. No, mm-hmm. running on on the platform. On the platform, huh? And you can say, hey, I want to turn logging on, and it will not truncate your log. Because the pr- one problem you've had before, if you, a lot of the tooling actually requires that the full debug log with like, with fine, at the like debugging at the fine level, so it can suck that in and basically like an analyze memory and all kinds of stuff. Some of these tools need that. And the problem is, is when you turn that fine level debugging on, you know, you get about 10% of the way through your transaction and it, it hits that two megabyte limit and stops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or if you're trying to debug someone else's code or something and it, like they're, the 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 debug statements are written to be at the like the the fine or even the debug level, mm-hmm. which means you have to capture logs. You have your what are they called trace flags? You have to set them at yeah. like debug or or even Fine, lower. Finest, fine, right? yeah. In order and and then but you know it's it it hits that limit before you actually get to the point in the code where you're where you're trying to see the debug statements. So so that might be fixed. Um, sandbox to sandbox cloning. Sandbox to sandbox cloning. Mm. That that solves a, a use case I definitely have on a pretty regular basis. Yeah, but the, I mean, it doesn't if you're trying to maintain version control. Why is that? I mean, this is this is it's it's orthogonal from version from version control. Is it? Yeah. I mean, because you're you're basically saying my developer org and I'm pulling from version control and not um, developer sand, sandbox. Well, I'm yeah, I, I'm I'm pulling. I'm saying you have a developer sandbox because everyone has their own develop sandbox and then they all sync, but. You're getting your syncs through your version no, control no, no. into you're, your sandbox. No, you're not replacing. Like, that's why I'm saying it's orthogonal. You're not replacing version control from this. Let's say that I, let's say that I'm, I'm working on a sandbox and I've got. Not only do I have, and, I, and I'm using Git and all this stuff, mm-hmm. right? That's how I'm getting my syncs. That's how I'm pushing commits and sharing. But I also have got all this. You know, maybe I've got some um, some data built out a certain way or whatever. And I just want to be like, oh, let me clone this for you and let. John, I've got all this already set up. Oh, you're bringing a new person onto the team, and yeah, yeah, you need exactly. to get this clone. The- I've already got, you know, maybe that's. I can think, I guess that's one of the big use cases. Probably is it's just got all the data, or maybe maybe your Git is hosed up here, or maybe you're not. You maybe this got some use case where you're not using Git or something, and you're like, I just want to make a copy of the sandbox. That's that's a pretty useful thing to be able to do. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see it. You know what? Just speaking of sandboxes, one thing that I always every couple of months get the painful reminder: you can't pick 
which version that your sandbox is. And, right. and when you're in the transition times, which is usually like, a, a, I mean, half of the year we're in tr- we're in the transition time where we're in that window where mm-hmm. you have to know when or when not to refresh your sandbox, and then you're stuck with that until because once you hit a certain date, until all instances are are on the new. Basically, once you hit a certain date, you you can no longer refresh and get the the preview instance. Right. So you have to have those whatever preview instant sandbox you want, you've got to get them created before a certain date. If you want to refresh or anything after that, sorry, there's no refreshing. If you refresh, you're going back to non-pre-release. That should be an option to pick. It should be a drop-down. Should and, be. And, and just keep it this version and the pre-release version. That'd be, that'd be fine. I mean, that'd solve 98% of people's problems. Yeah. Um, I also saw Wade talking about, I think it was Wade, and, and I believe I got this from, I think Jay or someone was posting screenshots in the in the Slack, but... Um, change tracking in sandboxes. So DX has this thing, which is actually great. I, have, I mean, it seems great. I haven't actually had a chance to use it in any meaningful way. Mm-hmm. But it's basically once you have, once your local DX is hooked up to a like a scratch org or a sandbox. Well, now now in the case, the point is here they've added support for sandbox. The way it worked before is you've got DX hooked up to your your um, scratch, org. scratch org, and from then on, every change it's made. Because what, what I've had to do in the past is. You know, I, I start working on a feature. So first of all, my my local Git and my org, my sandbox I'm working in are synced up. Mm-hmm. Then I start working on a feature. Maybe I had some fields and I set some profile things, and which I'm doing through the Salesforce UI, right? Because no one wants to do those by mainly via, via metadata. You'd get it wrong, right? right? And then I do ask, maybe I add a Visual Force page and some Apex code or whatever. So it's a combination of like code I created locally and the stuff I did through the Salesforce UI. Well, now I need to pull all this I just need to do a, basically a full poll of all metadata from my sandbox because, I mean, even just creating a field, it does so many things. Mm-hmm. It profiles, permission sets, um, page layouts. It affects so many things. So you basically just, you don't know what you've done. Right. So just pull everything down. Well, the problem is that can take a, actually a long time to do that. With this DX poll, it's, it's designed to, it's constantly, basically, I think every time, everything you do in Salesforce, you've got some little DX agent that's tracking these things and kind of almost like building a list that's ready to go. So when you say, hey, DX pull, it's just like, oh, here you go. And it's like three seconds and there's all your changes. Right. Um, so that's great. Um, and you'll be able to do this in sandboxes now, not just Scratchworks. So that's something that could benefit me pretty yeah. soon here. I also saw they're killing off Eclipse. The Eclipse um, really? plug-in. Yeah, because Eclipse is, you know, the opposite of the hotness, right? So... But, and, and VS so, Code's pretty hot. So what, is Salesforce going to focus on the developer console and improve that? No, VS Code. Oh, VS Code, okay. Yeah, yeah for, God, thank God that they they have the pragmatism to not think that the dev org is going to replace the local, dev console. Lo, local development. Right. Sorry, the dev console, yeah. Um, yeah. Any, any other thoughts, John? No, I mean, I, I think um, over as this week continues on, and next week we'll just be digesting and trying to pick our favorites. And yeah, I mean, I, I think there's going to be a fair amount of <sighs> definitely trying to come down from the hype. Is trying to understand: is this real? Is this in the horizon? Is this two years from now? Is this three years from now? Is this do what it really says it's going to do? Uh, all, all those things have to kind of come into play, I think. And I, I think for the most part, because I've been doing this for so long, I'm starting to get kind of jaded a little bit. So I'm not. I'm, I don't get too excited about things anymore. 
Um, I don't miss being at Dreamforce. I try not to get too jaded. <laughs> That's the thing. I try to balance. I try not to get too jaded because there there are good things and there are, you know, again, there's a lot of smart people at Salesforce trying to yeah. get things done. And I totally appreciate that. And they're, you know, it's just, it's at a company that big that spreads so wide and that any little change affects so many people. It's yeah. hard to get stuff done and that's just the reality and we're going to have to live with it. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to, you know, vent and complain sometimes. But I definitely acknowledge the the hard work that these people are doing. It's, it is appreciated. So I try to get too jaded. Um, it's hard though. <laughs> it is hard. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch the, try to watch as much of the developer stuff as I can. At least I say that. I say that every year and but I think this year there's actually, there's, there's, Probably some good things to watch. So, yeah. All right, how was the beer? It's good. Yeah, it's gone. Drink it all. Well, if we're going to wrap things up, um, I did want to mention that uh, for those of you who want to go to London or in London area, uh, mm. London's Calling yep. is open for registration. Um, we also heard that uh, Texas Dreaming in Austin will be back next year. You got to drop the G, John. It's Texas Dreaming. Texas dreaming, dreaming, dreaming. Um, so yeah, we'll, yeah. What, what are the dates on that? Maybe uh, I don't think the dates for Texas dreaming are out yet. But um, oh, I, I thought I thought I saw that. Oh wait, tweet, no, but, it, you know. it is. You're right. It's like in June 14th through 18th or something like that. Okay. Yeah, that's right. But check those dates because we're not sure about this. Yeah. Uh, maybe, 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 just maybe, I can uh, redeem myself from last year <laughs> where I lost my voice. Maybe I can actually uh, revive one of my sessions and expand on it. Yeah. And um, You think they'll give you another shot? I hope so. I'll, <laughs> I'll ask. I'll be like, can I have one more shot at this? Cause I'll... <laughs> so, um, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, for those of you, uh, this is coming way too late, but I hope you, <laughs> you won't, you'll hear this after you go, but I hope you guys enjoyed uh, the happy hour. That's going on later today in San Francisco. Where is it? Uh, Monk's a, Kettle? <laughs> Do you get the joke now that you missed earlier? No. Okay. But I get. <laughs> That's okay. It's just between me and the listeners. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I hope you guys had fun and enjoyed a beer. And I, I, Are we supposed to do a FaceTime? Uh, no, I'm not doing one. Yeah. I don't remember if we I'm actually... About, I'm are, about to be in family mode. Yeah. I was going to say that too. I, I got to run home and do family stuff and... Do some more non-billable work tonight. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You'll be okay, John. You can just make it up in volume, okay? <laughs> Too bad I'm not a point and clicker because apparently, apparently I'd, I'd, I'd have it made. Oh, yeah. Super easy. Yeah. I got to go clip that super easy. Right. <laughs> uh, well, uh, capture us on the socials. Yep. Like us, heart us. Uh, we haven't. We don't have any reviews, and we don't have any topics. Uh, maybe after Dreamforce, you guys are gonna have a ton of topics that you want us to cover and talk about. So, please send those in. Uh, info at gooddayserpodcast.com. Yeah, if you have any, you know, insightful um, conclusions or takes on the any of the Dreamforce news, that'd, yeah. be, that'd be cool. And remember, you can be anonymous. We won't. How do they do that, name. John? How do they send us that information? Uh, I forgot. Info at gooddayserpodcast.com. I just said it. That's why I said that. Mm. <laughs> Info at gooddaysirpodcast.com. Yes, we like getting emails. Uh, reviews. Hardest. Like us. Yep. Share us. Love us. Uh, buy us beer. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, that's all I got. Okay. And to that, I say good day, sir. Bye-bye. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. <laughs>